Enough is enough. It's time, everybody. It's time, friends. Free week six NFL bets. My name is Eric. Been looking forward to this show for a while now. Ever since week five's bad beat with the Ravens, Colts under 55 and a half, game landing 56. I'm ready for week six. I'm ready for it. Tired of it. I'm ready to get back in the green. Got a great show for you guys tonight, so let's just get right into it. I'm going to skip the recap of last week. I'll touch on that maybe after the best. I'm just ready to get right into it, guys. Let's go. Okay, first play of the week. Let's start with the player props. So the player prop, I only have one player prop this week. And just a little background, a little context of me playing player props. I have two things that I follow. Number one is this. And I don't get to number two unless number one checks the box. Number one is this, guys. When I'm looking to play player props, I have to know that the game script is going to go a certain way. I have to know 100% that the game script is going to go a certain way. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If that is the case, then I look to see if there's low-hanging fruit on the opposite side. So what do I mean by this? So my first player prop of the season was Dak Prescott over 39.5 passing attempts against Tampa Bay. What was the game script? The game script was that Tampa was going to be able to score on that defense, no problem, which they did. The second part of that game script was Tampa Bay has the best run defense in the NFL. So I knew that. I knew in the back of my head Dak was going to be throwing a lot because he's going to be playing catch-up, which he was for most of the night. And then number two, they're not going to be able to run on that Tampa Bay front. So that is the game script. It was 100%, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was happening, okay? And so over 39 and a half, I think he threw for like 56 passing attempts. That was easy money. Easy, easy money. So again, if I don't see that, that's why I only have one this week. I only have one player prop this week because I looked up and down and I had leans. Don't, I mean, guys, don't, don't get me wrong. I have leans. I have opinions on every player prop, every game, every over-under, every total spread, line, teaser, you name it. I have opinions about it. I have leans. But for me to place the bet, I'm very disciplined. I'm very critical on myself and thinking of, is it this? Is it that? Is it that? Is this going to work? Is this going to work? Guys, I hate losing. So with that little mini rant over with, first play, Daniel Jones over 20 and a half completions, minus 105 at Caesars and DraftKings. Guys, I love this play. Love this play. Been waiting for it all week. All week. I thought it was going to drop at 21 and a half completions. That's what I thought they were going to put it out when they, when they put it out there. They put it out this afternoon. My eyes got big when I saw 20 and a half. I was thinking about doing one point, uh, 1.5 units. I didn't just because... I don't know, honestly. I mean, I feel like it should be 1.5 unit play. It really should be. I only did one unit. 
I think just because he's Daniel Jones, I just 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 for the simple fact that he's Daniel Jones, I don't feel comfortable putting that much money on him. But the numbers and the game script tell me that this is a must play. Okay, number one, the game script. Guys, friends, the game script will be this. The Giants will be playing from behind, or it will be a close contest. Number two, the Rams' run defense is underappreciated. Okay? Teams have been running on them a little bit. That's a fact. Backed by the stats. But the outliers, there's some outliers. There's some weird situations where the, the numbers are a little inflated. Their run defense is better than what their stats show. Now, couple this with the Giants' offensive line and no Saquon Barkley, I don't think the Giants are going to be looking to run the ball. And even if they are looking to run the ball, I don't think they're going to be able to keep running the ball because they will be behind in this game. That's the game script. That's why I love Daniel Jones to throw a ton of passes this week. The if I mean, guys, I was going back and forth. The yards was 232. I like that over. His pass attempt was 32 and a half. I love that, but let me tell you why I ultimately decided with the completions. This is the main reason. I guess two, two main reasons, but this is the main, main reason. The main, main reason is this. Sterling Shepard's back, and Kadarius Tony is also playing. Both of them have not played in the same game where both of them are the focal points of the passing offense. Kadarius Toney barely played the first couple of weeks of the season. The first three weeks of the season, he barely played, barely got any touches. Then he came alive against the Saints because Sterling Shepard was out. He came alive big time against the Cowboys last week. Super talented, gets open. Same with Sterling Shepard. Both of them are playing. Kenny Galladay is not. Uh, Darius Slayton doesn't look to play either because they um, who, who they elevated from the practice squad Dante Pettis they elevated Dante Pettis so writings on the wall guys they're looking to throw short now the second main reason why I love this play the wind it's going to be a little windy tomorrow okay just enough windy like 13-15 mile per hour sustained winds might have some 20 mile per hour gusts occasionally. Why do I love this even more? Because it's just enough wind to alter the ball down the field for down the field throws. So that means shorter throws, closer throws to the line of scrimmage are safer, more consistent throws in that wind. Okay. I know, we're bringing out weather. I mean, it's that time of the year. When it gets into late October, hey, man, weather is a factor in your handicapping. If you don't think it is, you're playing yourself. Don't play yourself. Daniel Jones. Okay, I'm, I'm done talking about this play, guys. Okay, sorry, last point, last point. Back this up even more. Guys, this should really be a 1.5-unit play, maybe even a two-unit play, dare I say. Two-unit play. The Rams have the third, let me, I have a stat up right here. They have the third most completions allowed 
in the NFL behind Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. They also have the fourth highest completion percentage uh, by opposing quarterbacks. So guys, they're giving up completions at a high clip. Daniel Jones has two slot wide receivers that get open for short, quick throws. The wind is going to play a factor. They're going to be behind in the game. It, it checks all the boxes, guys. This one's going over. Mark it down. Let's move on. Okay. <clears throat> so that was it for the player prop section. Man, guys, I had other leans. Don't get me wrong. I had leans. Austin Eckler over like 45 receiving yards. Lamar Jackson under 232 uh, passing yards. I, ha I had a couple other ones I was thinking about. But I ultimately, Daniel Jones, that one feels good, guys. And I'm 13-6 and six on, the, on the season with player props. So I've been hitting them at a high clip. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it that way. I'm going to keep it that way. I'm only going to play the ones I feel really, 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 really good about, and I feel great about Daniel Jones. Let's move on. Spread and teasers. I have five other plays. It's, it's a very small card this week, guys. Uh, just the matchups and the bye weeks and kind of that transitional phase, right? Week six is, hey, who's who? Is this guy good? Is this defense really bad against the run? Like, what, like what's really going on in all these weird cross-conference matchups where I'm, I'm just like, hey, like, what? Who, who is who? What is what? I have leans. I think this is who they are, but I need to see it this week. I need to see it this week. So, guys, with that said, small uh, slate for me, but I put units. I put big units on a couple plays. Actually, I guess just two. But I feel strongly about the other three that I have. So I only have six total plays. I'm only putting out a total of, let's see, four and a half, seven and a half units. So that's it. Only seven and a half units. The last previous four weeks, I, pu I put out at least 13 units every week. So I've cut, I cut my bet size basically in half this week, guys. I just, I don't feel amazing about every game, okay? Just a lot of weird spots. So I'm... I'm pulling back. I'm being smart. I'm only betting what I know. So with that said, let's just get to the bets. That's why you're listening, right? First play in my spread and teasers. I don't have any spread plays this week, so just teaser parlay section. First play, two-unit, three-legger, Rams money line, Colts money line, Cincinnati plus seven. So if you already listened to the previous podcast, I gave out three teasers. So I'll go through this really quickly. I like I like the Rams to win. Am I a little concerned that Daniel Jones is back? Just a little bit. And Kandarius Tony, and Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I'm 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 a little concerned. It's it's kind of a weird spot for the Rams. Yeah, I love that they had ten days to prepare. Um. They're just a better team, guys. They should win that one. It might be a little close, but they should win that one. The Colts, they should win that one. Man, if they don't win this one, uh, well, then fine. Just fine. You know what? If, if they can't beat them, then you know what? Shame on them. Frank Reich needs to retire. And Andrew Luck needs to stop playing football just altogether. Not Andrew Luck. I keep saying Carson Wentz. For some reason, I get very confused by both of those guys. Um, yeah, that's all I need to say about Indy. And then Cincinnati, 
Cincinnati's not losing by more than seven to the Lions. Maybe they lose. I don't think they're going to lose. Maybe they do. It, it won't be by more than seven. So that's why that's a two-unit play. Love that play. Rams win. Colts win. Cincy plus seven. Next play. Two-team teaser. 1.5 units. You had, to, you had to listen, guys. You had to listen or follow me on Twitter. I say it every podcast. Follow me on Twitter. When I release the plays, when I bet the plays, I immediately tweet them on Twitter. So you get the best line right when I bet it. It's literally like you have all access to all of my bets. And I'm doing this for free. So guys, follow me on Twitter. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your friend. Tell your dad. Tell your family. Free winning NFL bets right here at Free NFL Bets on podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, everywhere. Free NFL Bets. Follow, share, show some love. Thanks for listening. 1.5 units, Tampa Bay win, which already happened on Thursday night. It got a little scary there at the end, but they won, coupled with the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. Money line, just win. This was minus 112 on FanDuel. Love this one, guys. I love this one. Bucks already took care of business. Buffalo checks all the boxes against Tennessee. They got the better defense. They have the better offense. They have the better quarterback. They have the better coaching. And, and, this is why it's a 1.5 unit play. Buffalo got embarrassed at Tennessee last season on Wednesday night or Tuesday night football, right? They played on Tuesday night. It was a very weird circumstance for Buffalo, and they played Kansas City the week after that. Okay, now Buffalo has a bye week after this game against Tennessee. If you know anything about the bye weeks, teams that have a bye week coming up the week next week, they play hard. They usually cover the spread at a high clip, something like 57%. Um, away dogs, away favorites, home dogs, home favorites. They all cover. They cover it at a profitable margin, okay? So Buffalo has a bye next week. And then they got all this stuff going for them. They're going to come out ready to play and to kick Tennessee's butt. They're going to win 1.5 units. Can't wait for that to hit. That really should have been a two-unit play. Looking back on it 50-50, um, I don't know why I'm scared of Buffalo not beating Tennessee. They're going to win. Next play. And by the way, just, I don't know, just spice up the show. That's the sandwich teaser of the week, okay? Start on Thursday. It's the whole week six NFL calendar. Start on Thursday night. You have to wait till the last game on Monday night to see that cash. It'll cash, guys. The next teaser is the State Farm insurance teaser. No, I'm not sponsored by State Farm. But guess who is? Aaron Rodgers. And Patrick Patty Mahomes, right? Rogers rate plus Patrick Price equals a great NFL teaser. That's right. I got Green Bay on the money line plus Kansas City on the money line. I bet this earlier in the week before the Green Bay line got up to minus six. I mean, you guys still play it right now. I mean, minus one for both of them. You still probably get the same odds I did. I got it at minus 101 on FanDuel. I only put one unit on it just because I'm a touch, touch nervous about the Green Bay Packers at Chicago. Just a touch. Just a touch. Green Bay's going to win, but 
Uh, it just gives me a little weird feeling, just a little bit. Um, Green Bay can't stop the run. Chicago's been running the ball well. So it concerns me a little bit that Chicago can move the ball against Green Bay and thus getting good scoring chances and positions and linger, right? Just linger in the background. Like, they're not really in the game, but somehow it's a one-possession game with four minutes and they got a chance to tie or win the game. Eh, it makes me feel a little weird. So I only put one unit on it. I still like Green Bay to, to go out there and be focused. They, I think they play Washington at home next week, so they're not really looking ahead. Um, you know, they came off the overtime win against Cincinnati, but it's, it's a division game, guys. They're going at Chicago. They're going to be focused. They're going to be ready to go. They're the better team. Talented, coaching, quarterback, they've got all the advantages pretty much except for except for maybe defense. But then Aaron Rodgers is the greatest neutralizer of any defense. So, yeah, I like Green Bay to win and take care of business. Kansas City, man, come on, guys. I mean, okay, so these cross-conference uh, games, you know, they're kind of weird. Teams aren't used to playing there. But guess who's used to playing there or coaching there? Andy Reid. Andy Reid coached a ton of years in Philadelphia. He knows how he's been to FedEx Field a lot before. And then Kansas City is two and three, guys. I mean, they need to win this game. This is a must win. They, they've got to they've got to win this. I mean, this this is put up or shut up time. I don't care who's injured. I don't care if Chris Jones isn't playing, Charvarius Ward isn't playing. I don't care. Put up or shut up. You got to win this one, okay? Look. Washington's defense has been playing bad all year. Maybe this is a, a get-right spot for them. It, it, it just can't be. Kansas City, you got to show up and win this game, guys. Come on. you gotta, you got to show up and win. I don't care if Tyreek Hill's knee is having a little issue. you got, you got too much talent. You're the better team. Find a way to win. They will. They're not going to 2-4. and four. No way are they going to 2-4. and four. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. They're going to 3-3 three and three this week. They're getting right back on track. They got to make the playoffs. You go two and four, they'll still probably make the playoffs. <laughs> but, man, you don't want to be two and four. No, 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 no. So they're going to find a way. I feel confident about that. So that's the State Farm teaser. Rogers rate, Patrick Price, one unit, minus 101 on FanDuel. I placed that on Wednesday. So, again, follow me on Twitter for the best lines when I play it. I tweet it. All right. Play number four of the spread and teaser section. Another two-team teaser. I already spoke about both. It's a one-unit play. Tampa Bay Bucks money line plus Kansas City money line. This was minus 120 pretty much everywhere when I played it on Wednesday, Thursday morning. Actually, it was Thursday morning when I played it. Um, yeah, I already touched on both of those guys. Bucks already won. They already took care of business. It was a little close, a little too close to call. They should have, they should have put Philadelphia away, but whatever. And then Kansas City's not losing, guys. Come on, I love that. I got, I got, I got two that I've man. I just need Buffalo to win, Kansas City win. That's two and a half units right there. Basically, you got Buffalo and Kansas City on the money line to win at minus one twelve and minus one twenty odds right now. Love it. All right, last play of the week. That's right, guys. I don't, man. I don't have that many plays if you listen to the first five weeks man i unloaded every week i had like 12 units on every week 
But guys, these plays that I'm playing this week, I feel great about them. I think they're all going to win. I'd be pretty surprised if they don't win. So guys, I do feel like this is a multi-unit winning week. I think worst case, we win four units. Worst case, worst case, we win four units. So with that said, here's the last play of the week. I got one unit, Jacksonville. That's right, the Jacksonville Jaguars, plus 14 and a half. This is a three-leg parlay, guys, by the way. Jacksonville, plus 14 and a half. New England Patriots, plus 14 and a half. And the Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings, total, game total, points scored under 54 and a half points. So let me say that again. Three-leg parlay, Jacksonville Jaguars, plus 14 and a half. New England Patriots, plus 14 and a half. Carolina, Minnesota game, total points under 54 and a half. This was minus 126 on FanDuel. I really didn't want to play anything above minus 120. I tried not to with any of my plays unless I just absolutely love them. Um, honestly, this one, I just liked all three of these plays. I, I wish I could have got Carolina, Minnesota under 55 and a half. I mean, I could have, but the juice just would have been... Just too high. I, I, don't, I don't think we really need that with Carolina, Minnesota, to tell you the truth. I think that's going under. So let's just start there and why I think it's going to go under. Um, I've seen enough of Sam Darnold just throughout his time with the Jets and then now with Carolina to know that he's still learning. He's still growing. He's still... Um, maturing as an NFL quarterback and the biggest thing with him is that he doesn't play well under pressure and really what quarterbacks do not very many a couple can see the pressure feel the pressure and know that they're going to get hit still make the right read still have the arm talent to get the ball on the wide receiver very few NFL quarterbacks can do that so it's not surprising but some are just really bad under pressure and they just panic Sam Darnold's one of those guys. He panics. And he turns the ball over or he takes really bad sacks and doesn't throw the ball on the ground by a receiver's feet. Uh, feet. So Minnesota's number one in the NFL or second in the NFL with sacks. They've really turned their defense on the last three weeks. They've played stingy, stingy defense against good offenses too with that. Russell Wilson... Uh, the Browns offense that just put up 40-something points last week, they held them to 14 points. And then who they play last week? Uh, the Lions. Yeah, no, I mean, they held, for all intents and purposes, they held the Lions to nine points, guys. Yeah, they scored a touchdown, two-point conversion at the end there, but off of a fumble. But, I mean, guys, they really held the Lions in check, too. Minnesota's defense is coming alive. Can they stop the run? I don't know. I don't know. Their run defense is a little suspect. Uh, Carolina likes to run the ball. So I, can they move the ball? I, I think Carolina can move the ball. But can they score efficiently in the red zone? No. I don't think they will. So that's the first part of it. Now will Minnesota's offense score well? Um, they might. I actually – Minnesota has a bye week after this week. So, I mean, they're and, and they've switched the favorite role. It was Carolina minus one. Now it's Minnesota minus two and a half. I like, 
I keep going back and forth on this. I want to pick Carolina to win the game because I like Matt Rule a lot, and I think he gets the best out of that team, and I like Carolina's direction, but uh, Sam Darnold concerns me, and I don't know. I don't know, guys. But with that said, excuse me. With that said, Minnesota doesn't score efficiently either. Kirk Cousins never scores over 30 points offensively. Now, they went over 30 points against Arizona, but remember, they had a pick six with Nick Vigil. I believe Nick Vigil, the linebacker, had a pick six. Okay? They only scored 27 offensive points. Just in his time in Minnesota, I don't think they scored 30 offensive points maybe twice, maybe, maybe twice. Um, yeah, Kirk Cousins doesn't score efficiently, guys. So that's that's just a simple play on that. And Carolina's defense is pretty good in the red zone and not giving up points. They gave up points last week against Dallas. I know. They kind of show themselves, and Shaq Thompson isn't playing. He's the emotional, vocal leader of that defense for the Panthers. They lost cornerback, so now they're playing C.J. Henderson, who's not very good. You know, I... I get it. I get it. I, I still like the under in that one, guys. I, Carolina's going to play hard. They have two straight losses. They're going to be hungry for a win. Everything's going to be hard-earned in that game. That's why I like that under a ton. Um, yeah, so let's move on to the next two games, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Guys, <clears throat> Xavier Howard's not playing. Byron Jones is a little banged up for the Dolphins. Those are the two starting cornerbacks, so... Both of them might not play. Xavier Howard is definitely not playing. And then Byron Jones might be a little hobbled. And then the Dolphins' run defense is bad, as, as normal, per usual. No surprises. They can't stop the run. And guess what? Jacksonville is running the ball very well with James Robinson and Carlos Hyde and Trevor Lawrence on the read option. So Jacksonville is going to be able to move the ball. And... They're going to have good passing opportunities. Trevor Lawrence likes Dan Arnold, the tight end that they got from the Panthers, who they traded for. He played well last week. LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones Jr. Okay, they, they've got pieces in place to move the ball. They'll move the ball. They'll score on that defense. The other reason why I like this play, the Dolphins, the Fish, they're playing Tua again. Tua is afraid to turn the ball over, guys. You'll notice in the pocket, he's afraid to throw contested passes to wide receivers because he does not want to turn the ball over. He doesn't have that many interceptions in his career. The only time he had interceptions was when he was forced to make something happen against Buffalo last season. He threw two interceptions, I think, two. Might have been three. Two is going to play conservatively. Can they move the ball against the Jaguars? Yeah, they can. They can. Absolutely, the, the fish can. But they're not winning by more than 15. Not with Xavier Howard missing. Hobbled Byron Jones. Bad run defense. Jacksonville's going to stay in that game. And Jacksonville can stop the run on defense, especially Roy Robertson Harrison Jr. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's a junior. Roy Robertson Harris is playing. If he's playing... I think he's going to play. I think he's going to suit up. They're not going to be able to run the ball. I mean, the the Dolphins have a bad offensive line as it is. Um, 
Yeah, I like the Dolphins. I mean, I got the Jackson. I think the Jaguars are going to win, honestly. I think they are. I'm not going to put my money on it. That's why, I get, that's why I'm getting 14 and a half points on this play. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville to lose by 15 or more. And on a neutral site in London, so there's no crowd noise. So when they need to come back, there's no there's no false starts. Man, they're not going to lose by 15, guys. I really like that play. And the last leg of the parlay is New England plus 14 and a half. This is just a play against Dallas's defense. I'm going to play this a lot. I mean, last week I got burned. I played the Giants plus 17 and a half. But guys, that was going to cover. If they didn't throw that pick six at the end, that one covered. And that was plus 17 and a half. And that was with Glennon, the backup quarterback for the Giants for the whole second half. Um, yeah, guys, I, I like New England at home. I think they're going to win. And on top of that, I, I don't see them losing by more than 15 if they lose. I just don't. They're coming home. They're two and three. They need a win desperately to stay in the wild card hunt. Okay, they just do. That's what they do. That's their situation. Playing in Foxborough, playing in New England, that's tough to do. Even without Tom Brady, that's tough to do. It was tough last year. Just ask the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, they went up there. They lost to Cam Newton. And a defense that had five people sit out because of uh, the COVID exempt or whatever whatever they were choosing to pl- uh, not play for last year. Um, guys, New England can stop the run. I think they're going to do okay against the run. I think they're going to stop Zeke and Pollard somewhat. Okay, and then that's going to force uh, Dak to throw the ball. And that's good. I mean, Dak's, Dak's a good thrower, but... Bill Belichick has been able to slow down Dak Prescott in the first meeting, I believe, that they had. And I like him to do the same this time as well. New England always has a good secondary, even without Stephon Gilmore. They have a good secondary. J.C. Jackson, um, I think McCourty's still there, and and a couple of the other guys that have always been there. Um, Yeah, I I don't think Dallas is going to run away with this one. And then if they do... New England, Mac Jones can throw the ball very efficiently. He can move the ball down the field, and especially against Dallas's defense. So, yeah, guys, I like that one. I thought, I thought about making that a half-unit play, but then I kept thinking about it, I kept thinking about it, and I was like, man, I like all three of those plays. They make me cringe a little bit, and I think that's kind of good. Whenever, you, whenever you're placing a bet like that and you keep thinking, and the teams are like, ah, it's like Jacksonville Jaguars plus 14 and a half. But no, it makes sense. All three of those picks make sense. That's the last play for the week right there, guys. And, yeah, I love this card. I really like this small card. I'm very, very happy that I didn't go crazy. I had a lot more other leans. I like the Steelers to win. I like the Chargers being teased. I like the Cardinals being teased. I like uh, Dallas plus seven, the Browns plus seven, Vikes plus seven, uh, Carolina plus 14 and a half. I mean, there's a lot that I like, but um, I hate losing, guys. I hate losing. And that's kind of why I've been able to win so well in previous years. Now, this is the first year I'm documenting it, but... Yeah, we're going to win, guys. We're going to win bets. Those are six really, really strong, good bets that just should win. 
those should win. So with that said, let's get to the rest of the picks. I'll pick every over, under, and spread for the week. I'll recap last week's plays. I'll pick my top three spread and total plays for the week. And then I'll go over the top three public plays. And then I'll go over the three highest overs, three lowest unders. And then a new section this week is I want to track the first half spreads. And if they cover for the teams that are going on a buy next week. So those are six teams this week, guys. Six teams. Um, I'll go over them in, in that section. But just kind of you know outlining what I'm going to talk about next. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. Please stick around and listen, guys. There's a lot of really cool stats that I uh, break out here that will hopefully help you with your um, NFL betting. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I got. So let's get right into it. So last week, I had five player props. Jamison Crowder over four and a half receptions. That one didn't hit. He did actually catch five passes, but one was a two-point conversion, and they don't count those as receptions for some reason. So I don't know why they made that a thing. So that should have cashed. But looking back on it, um, probably shouldn't have played that one. Um, Elijah Moore really cut into a snap count, and he came back. And um, even though the game trip was perfect, I mean, they were down the entire game. They needed to keep throwing. They just, I don't know. They didn't look his way that as much as I thought they were going to. So, yeah, bad bad play looking back on it. Um, next play, Mike Gusecki over three and a half receptions, minus 150. That one hit. Uh, that was one unit. Jacoby Brissett loves throwing the tight ends. I'm sad he's uh, going back to the bench because, man, I want to play Gusecki every week. Um, next play, oh, man, this one hurt, guys. This was Damian Harris over 14 and a half rushing attempts. He had 14 rushing attempts, so we lost by a half a rushing attempt. The reason why we lost by a half a rushing attempt, because, guys, he was going to have 18, 18 to 20 carries. He fumbled going into the end zone in the first half, and then Bill Belichick benched him for the rest of the first half, and then he benched him for a vast majority of the third quarter. And then he split time the rest of the way out. And, guys, that one was going to hit. That one hurts. That one should have cashed. That one really hurt. That's going to be a tough one for the rest of the year. I'm going to remember that. When it's week 18 and I'm doing the whole season recap, that one's going to hurt looking at that one. Um, the next two plays cashed. 1.5 units, Kadarius Tony over 4.5 receptions. I think he had 7. This was plus 110 odds, guys. Um, I've been right about Kadarius, Kadarius Tony every week. He's four and a half receptions again this week. It's minus 150. I would still play it, honestly. But I'm playing Daniel Jones. I'm not going to double dip. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of, I don't know who Jalen Ramsey's going to shadow. And that's why I'm just a little apprehensive on uh, playing him again over four and a half receptions. But he should get there, guys. I mean, he's got like a little ankle. I think he's just been more limited and questionable this week just because of his him punching a Cowboys face mask last week and that's why i think he's been limited i don't know maybe as an ankle issue i don't know whatever um the next play trey lance over seven and a half rushing attempts minus 110 he had 15 rushing attempts guys this one cashed in the first half um that was easy money i, I only did one unit i wanted to do more but 
With these leans, again, I'm very particular about my unit size. I don't like taking more than one unit unless I'm like, for sure, this is just has a high, high probability. That one had a high probability, but um, I still had to see it to believe it. It hit. Um, okay, now let's get to the really difficult section. That is just such a bad nightmare of a week. Just so annoying, guys. Okay, I had nine plays. First was Packers minus three. That pushed. Um, they really should have covered that, to be honest. Um, next play was a 1.5 unit play. Sweated this one out at the end. It was going comfortably. I had a three-leg money line parlay. Tampa Bay win, New England win, Minnesota win. Uh, Minnesota almost literally fumbled that game away at the end there. Um, they had a miracle 30-second drive to get into like a 56-yard field goal, and they got it and they won. New England came back. I think everybody knew New England was going to come back. I wasn't that worried about that game. Tampa Bay took care of business against the Fish. So, yeah, that cash, guys. Okay, now the next two plays. Next three plays. Oh, these ones hurt so bad, guys. These ones hurt so bad. Okay, one was a two-team teaser. It was Buffalo plus 10. Baltimore Indy total under 52 and a half. Buffalo carried, I mean, covered easily. Baltimore, Indy did not. They were 13 points at halftime. They were 28 points after three quarters. And they gave up another 28 points in the last quarter in overtime. Ouch. Ouch, guys. That Colts defense gave up. The Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator, kept playing the same defense, and it was awful. No pressure. They didn't blitz Lamar once. Let them dink and dunk down the field four times in a row, three times in a row. That game went over. That hurt. That's why that one lost. The next one was a 1.5 unit play. Carolina plus seven and a half. They lost by three to Philadelphia in the closing seconds. Green Bay, Cincinnati over 40 total points. That game finished at 20, 47 points. That one hit relatively easily. Easy. And then Baltimore Indy under 55 and a half, Atlanta 56. So, yeah, guys, that's two and a half units right there. Ugh, man, I thought those were going to cash, guys. Th those ones really should have cashed. That hurt. Those are two bad beats for sure. Next one that really hurt, Green Bay plus seven and a half. They won outright. Los Angeles plus seven and a half. They won outright. And I had the Chiefs at home plus seven and a half. Come on, Chiefs. Come on, man. You got seven and a half points at home. Prime time and you lose by 18. That hurts. That hurts. Keep it close, guys. Keep it close. So, yeah. Those. Oh, sorry. Wait, there's another bad one, guys. This one This one hurt, too. This was a one-unit play. Um, New England-Houston under 48 and a half points. That one stayed under. It was 47. Then I had the Jets plus 14 and a half. I think they lost by 10. And then this one is was the one that lost it. Uh, the three-leg parlay. The Giants plus 17 and a half. They were losing by 17. One minute left to go. Sean Glennon, Mike Glennon, whatever his name is, throws a pick six. They lose by 24 points. 
So that one was gonna hit too, guys. That that was a that was a tough break. That was a really tough bad break there. That would have gave us an even even week. Um. Yeah, next play was a half unit on the Chargers minus two and a half. I played that on Sunday afternoon, and that was fortunate to hit. So a little bit of good luck our way on that one. Um, the other one that hit was Arizona plus three and a half. They won outright. Kansas City Buffalo over 46 and a half total points. That hit, and then the last leg of that three-leg parlay was Cincinnati plus 14 and a half. They lost by three. So that one did hit along with the Chargers. And yeah, so... Man, what can you do, guys? Lost 1.4 units uh, last week. You know, a couple bad losses, tough losses. Not bad losses. None of them were bad. It was, they were all pretty much bad beats, honestly. And then won a couple plays there. So, such is life, guys. Ready for week six. I think we're going to get back in the green this week. Okay. So, now I'm going to go over the spread and totals for every game. Okay. So now let me do this really quickly. All right, week six. Let me scoot this over. This over. Okay, we're good to go. Okay, so, excuse me. So this section, this section, I'm just going to go over kind of what I think is the, the main reason of why I think it's in the cover. And maybe a counter so like the the big pro the big positive and then the most concerning con of the game that that i see of, of how it's going to be decided so that way you guys kind of know what i'm thinking and you can kind of decide hey you know what this will help me placing my bets so if you're placing other bets i'm giving advice this this these are the two ways that i see this game going and that's going to determine you know how it's going to go pretty much so um Yeah, let's get to it. So, Miami-Jacksonville, the biggest pro, I have Jacksonville covering plus three. And the biggest pro is, I don't really think Miami is that much better than Jacksonville. I think this game's really a pick em. Um, I don't think there's any distinct advantage that the, the Dolphins have over Jacksonville. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, coaching, maybe? But I can't really even say that. Um, but everything else is really neutral. So to get three points, that's an advantage with Jacksonville. And they're going to play hard, and it's a neutral site. They'll always have a chance to cover that three. I think the Jags win. Over under is 47. I think that goes over. Um, both have pretty bad defenses, and then it's a London game, so there's really no crowd effect. Um, no one's cheering against the other team for false starts and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's the biggest thing of why I think it's going to go over 47. Each team's going to have a chance to score, and it's bad defenses. Actually, I see a 46.5 on the board there. I'll take that. Okay, Houston, Indianapolis, guys. It's minus 10. I don't see Houston... Uh, covering that. Yeah, I know. I get it, guys. Last week, Houston looked really good at home after they got embarrassed two weeks in a row by the Panthers and the Bills. But they're back on the road this week, and Davis Mills looked awful in Buffalo. 
and Indianapolis is hungry for a win. I mean, let's just keep it as simple as that. Indy's hungry. Houston's on the road with a bad quarterback. Every, every advantage in the book, on paper, goes to the Colts at home. I think they win by 10 at worst-case scenario. Now, the over-under is a little tricky because it's a low number, and Houston could get, a, could get some points in garbage time. They could, and I think Indy gets to 24 points for sure, so um, 30 points, really. I think I'm going to go under, guys. I think they're going to control the game, and I think they're going to hold the Colts really to no points. So that's as simple as that. Okay, Green Bay, Chicago. It ballooned up to minus six. I'm going to go with the biggest advantage in this game is the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback against Justin Fields. As simple as that sounds, um, that's kind of what it is. I mean, this is a big spot for Justin, and I don't know, guys. I don't – he's going to have opportunities, but I, I just I, – just to trade points with Aaron Rodgers, and I know Chicago has a good defense, but, guys, they had – Good players, pretty much all the same players last season, and Aaron Rodgers torched them. So I think the Packers get to 27 points. Can the Bears get to 20? Maybe. But if you're playing catch-up and they need touchdowns late, I don't know. I'm I'm going to say Green Bay covers that. I, I don't love that number, but I'll say Green Bay covers it. Minus six. Um... Over-under is 44. Man, I don't know. I know there's a little wind factor there. Um, 17, 24 is 41. Um, man, I think, it, I think it sneaks over, guys. I think it sneaks over 44. I think it's just a little too low. Okay, next game, Kansas City against Washington, minus six and a half. I got to go KC, minus six and a half. I think they give a really focused effort this week. And I do see over 54. I will take that. So, yeah, biggest pro is. Sorry, guys, I'm tired. I put a lot of work in on this work a full-time job on this, you know, not on the side. Like it's my main job, but I do this on the side and have a little newborn baby. So I'm, I am like exhausted. Um, but when I make these bets, guys, I'm focused. I give my all and I think about this stuff every single which way. So don't, don't be deterred. We're going to win money guys. Believe that. Um, yeah, Kansas City, just Patrick Mahomes, they're desperate. They're desperate. They're going to find a way to win. I like them having a focused effort. And t- Taylor Heineke, he's just he's just not a starting NFL quarterback. That's just as simple as that. So that's why I got KC minus 6.5. And, and the over 54, they're going to score a lot of points, guys. Kansas City will get to 30. And I wouldn't be surprised if Washington gets to mid-20s. So, yeah, I like that going over. 
Uh, okay, next game. Oh, man, guys, this is the one I keep going back and forth on in my head for the entire week, and this is uh, – I haven't played this one except for the, the total under on, on that teaser. Um, Minnesota's minus two-and-a-half favorites at Carolina. Man, both teams really want this win. Both teams are fairly or really well coached, and both have great defensive-minded coaching. And, yeah, guys, I mean, it's just Minnesota and Carolina. Carolina's at home. Minnesota has the bye week next week. Um, Both quarterbacks are guys you don't totally believe in. To move the ball, it's it's really a pick em. I mean, it was Carolina minus one, and now it's Minnesota minus two and a half. I like I like Minnesota, man. It's gosh, I guess that's, I don't want to pick Minnesota. I want to pick Carolina, but for the sake of Minnesota's played a tougher schedule, and they've played teams very closely and won close games too. And they've lost close games, but I'm going to go with them. I don't love it. I want to take the home dog. And, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I really don't want to take the Vikings, but I will. Minus two and a half. And then the over-under is 46, I see on one book. Really, 45 and a half. I'll do 45 and a half, and I'll go under 45 and a half. I like these defenses a lot. Getting right, playing better right now. Um, The Chargers at Baltimore. Everyone and their mom is playing the Chargers plus three, plus two and a half now. I do see a couple plus threes out there. So I'll I'll grab uh I'll grab the Chargers plus three. I actually don't love it as much as everybody does. Uh, the Chargers run defense is really bad, and so I think the Ravens are going to be able to run and control the game and score points at will pretty much. And the Chargers with a banged up Mike Williams and a Baltimore Ravens defense that got embarrassed last week, they're going to play better, and that's why I like the under in this one too. So. I'll still take the Chargers because they have the better quarterback who can pass and keep it close. So I will take the points in a game where I really think it's a, a pick em, honestly. And the Chargers have a bye week after this week as well, so they're going to be playing hard. Um, but, yeah, that's also why I like the under 51.5. It's a key number, 51, and we'll get the half point for the hook. Love it. Take that under. I, both teams are going to come ready to play. And, yeah, I like them. And I th- and I, don't, I don't like Lamar being able to throw the ball this week either. Um, Next game, Cincinnati, minus three and a half. I'm taking Cincy, man. I, I don't – I know Dan Campbell was crying in the interview last week. But you know what? You know who you still have at quarterback? That's right. The guy who's led the NFL in turnovers since 2018, Jared Goff. He does just – he just does dumb stuff that just isn't – it isn't focused. It isn't – no one's on the same page. It's just a confusion and a mess back there. I mean, the center snapping the ball. He's not ready. He's thrown to people that wear the other color jersey and it's not even close, and it's just like he fumbles. He's a mess, man. He's just a mess. He can't be trusted with your money. He deserves nobody's money whatsoever. 
That's why I'm taking Cincinnati three points in the hook. And then the over-under, I will take over 46 and a half. I do think there's going to be points. I do think Jared Goff can score points against the Bengals' defense, at least get to 17 points. And then, yeah, I mean, I think even 20. And then the Bengals can get to 27 easily against that defense. So that gets us over, sneaks us over right there. Next game, Rams minus 8. That's right. That line was at minus 10. Now it's back down to minus 8.5, minus 8. Um, Guys, I can't believe I say this because I got a two-unit play on the Rams to win the game, but I think New York covers that. I think New York covers that plus 8.5. Since I see the 8.5, so I'll take the 8.5. And, and the over-under and a little bit of wind and uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey – 48 and a half is the total. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over 48 and a half. Uh, the Giants defense has been a big disappointment this year. Sean McVay on 10 days of game planning. I like the Giants. Um, to lose. Sorry. I, I like the points is what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Tired again, guys. Um, yeah, I like the Giants to score points against that defense with Daniel Jones moving the ball down the field with his best two wide receivers available to him. And I like the Rams to score against that Giants defense. So, yeah, we'll keep that simple as well. Okay, next play, Arizona, Cleveland, minus 3.5 to Cleveland. Cliff Kingsbury, the offensive coordinator, play caller, slash head coach, will not be there on the sideline because, or in the booth or there at all because he has COVID. Uh, tested positive for it. So, yeah, he won't be there. I think it's a big advantage to Cleveland in that sense. I think that's the biggest reason why I'm picking Cleveland minus 3.5. Um, yeah, I just I don't think Arizona's going to show. They're riding too high right now. They're just riding too high. Cleveland came off a bad loss. They're at home. It's going to be windy there. Cleveland can run the ball a little bit better than Arizona, and they can also stop the run better than Arizona can stop the run. I think Cleveland controls the game. I think they win in kind of a low-scoring game. I think they try to control the clock, and also, you know, uh, the wind is a factor there. And, yeah. So I'll go under for that reason as well, under 48 and a half. If you know anything about the over-unders in Cleveland when it's windy, over 20 miles per hour, wind gusts, uh, it's it's best to pick the under in that one. The stadium doesn't uh, handle the wind well at all. So next game, Las Vegas, Denver, John Gruden's fired. Um... Guys, I like the Raiders in this spot. I think they're going to be mad. I think they're going to be focused. I think they're going to give it their all just to, like, put everything to bed, to, like, move forward. Um, division opponent on the road. They don't have to be at home. They're, you know, business trip. I like Las Vegas in this one, guys. I think they're a huge play on, honestly. I really do. Um... The next play for that over under 44, since I think the Raiders are going to do well, I will go over 44. I see a 43 and a half. I'll take the 43 and a half. I think they go over that. I think uh, Raiders push that over because I like them to cover and win outright. 
Okay, next play. Dallas, New England. I like New England plus three and a half. Um, you know, they only lost by two to Tampa Bay. And yeah, I mean, they have a good defense, guys. They're gonna keep this close. They're gonna be they're gonna have a chance to win that game. Uh, that's really as simple as it is. Mac Jones can move the ball against Dallas defense. New England has the better defense. They're at home. They probably had the better coaching um, overall. So, yeah, I, give me New England plus three and a half. I really like that play. And then the over-under is 50 and a half. I like under. I think the under plays into effect because I think People are sleeping on New England's defense. They're still good. Um, don't let last week fool you. They gave up two big plays that they don't nor- normally do. They didn't give up those two big plays. They would have only given up something like 10 points in that game. So, yeah, give me the under 50 and a half. Uh, next play, Sunday night football, Steelers and Seahawks. I see four and a half on FanDuel. I'll take that four and a half with Pitt. Pitt minus four and a half. The big reason for that is because I like where Pittsburgh is right now. They're at home. They're in prime time. They got embarrassed a little bit. And now they are coming off a one-game win streak against a good football team, a well-coached football team in the Broncos. So they're finding their stride. And I think they continued that against the backup quarterback in Geno Smith, who hasn't been good his entire career. Um, not efficient, not a good NFL quarterback, starting NFL quarterback for that matter. So, yeah, I like Pittsburgh to win by a touchdown in this one. I like the four and a half. Give me the four and a half. Give me the five. I'm fine with that. Um, over under is 43. Um, I think that does go over. I think that does. I think that goes over 40. I see 42 and a half somewhere too. 42 and a half. Yeah, give me over 42 and a half. I like. Pittsburgh to score against that Seahawks defense. I like them to get into the 20s. And then I like the Seahawks to get close to 20 as well, even with Geno Smith. So something like 27-20 I could see. Um, Yeah, 24-21. I think that sneaks over. I like that over. Okay, last play of the week would be Buffalo, Tennessee. Uh, Man, I see five and a half for Buffalo. I like Buffalo minus five and a half. Really like that one. I think they went out right. I've already touched on that one, why I like them. Um, over under 54. I'll go under 54. I don't think Tennessee is going to score that easily. Under 54 and a half. Do I see any 55s? No 55s, just 54s. Actually, there's no 54 and a half, so just 54. So, yeah, I like that one a lot, guys. I like that one a lot to stay under. Uh, Buffalo has a good defense. And, yeah, that's it for that. Um, okay, next section. Okay, so my top three spread plays for the week would be this. Let's do this. Okay, week six. Let's see. My top three spread plays for the week would be, um, let me see. Obviously, ND minus 10. ND minus 10. Then I would pick um, 
Man, I really like Jacksonville plus three for some reason. I'll go with the Raiders. I'll go. I'll go Raiders plus four. I like that. And then I will go. Uh, man, I kind of like the Steelers or Buffalo. I'll go Steelers at home. I'll go Steelers minus four and a half. I'll go Pitt minus four and a half. Okay, my top three totals would be. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Miami, Jacksonville. Over 46 and a half on a neutral site. I just love that neutral site. No crowd noise. Um, they just, they get going, man. They score points. They've got two bad defenses. There should be points in that one. Um, next over under would be, let me see here. I like. I guess I really like, um, huh, sorry, let me think a little bit on this one. Yeah, I'll go with, I'll go with Minnesota, Carolina, under, under 46, under 46. And then the last play of the week for over-unders, my top three over-unders would be, uh, let me see here. I guess I'll go, um, huh, sorry guys, I'm, Man, my top three plays. I picked under Jacksonville, and I have overs my set. So I'll put – oh, no, sorry. That was last week. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm looking at last week's stuff. Um, yeah, over and under. Man, I'll go – man, sorry, guys. This is a tough one. This is a tough one right here. I'll go – let me see. I guess I'll go Kansas City, Washington over 54. Over 54. KC over 54. Over 54 total points. Okay, so those are my top three spread and top three totals uh, for the week. I have not been doing well on those this year, guys, and that's why I don't pick many of them, honestly, because I just don't have a good feel for them. Um, I like teasing. I like getting points. I like taking numbers down to just winning. So that's always been my MO. It's always been what I look to play. Um, okay. Hey, guys, I'm really tired. I'm trying to push through this thing. Okay, week six, highest overs. So I've been tracking this all year, playing the top three highest totals and top three lowest totals and seeing how they do. And, yeah, just seeing what they produce. Last week, uh, the overs were 2-1 and one and the unders were 0-3. Oh but on the season, the, the, uh, the three lowest totals have been very profitable. I think they're like 12-3 and, and or 11-4, and four, something like that. 
And the overs are actually profitable too. So the overs are, let's see here. Yeah, the overs are seven and six or seven and five. So that's still profitable. I think it's more than that actually. So yeah, they've been profitable guys. They've been profitable. So very happy to see that. Um, okay, so let's see what they are this week. So the overs are obviously KC and Washington over 54. The uh, next two highest totals are, I don't count Thursday night on this, by the way. Uh, Buffalo, Tennessee over 54. Should I see 53 and a half? We'll do that. Over 53 and a half. And then the last one. Um, let's see. Uh, Chargers, Baltimore, 51. Yeah, Chargers, Baltimore, 51. Okay. Over 51. No, 51 and a half. No, it's just 51. Yeah, 51. Okay, so then the three lowest totals on the week are, it uh, looks like Houston, Indy, Houston, Indy, Pittsburgh, Seattle, and Las Vegas, Denver. Okay, so Houston under, what was that, 43, 43 and a half. And then Pitt. Under 43. And then we have Las Vegas, Denver, under 44. So, yeah, we'll see how those do next week. Those are the three highest totals. Kansas City over 54. Buffalo game over 53.5. Baltimore Chargers over 51. The three lowest Totals are Houston, on Houston, Indianapolis under 43 and a half, Pittsburgh, Seattle under 43, and Las Vegas, Denver under 44. So, yeah, if you play those blindly over and under, you should be, be profitable overall, guys. That's the way it's been going this year. Um, so, yeah, now the bye week, guys, the bye week. So there's six teams on a bye week, and I wish I – I don't know why I didn't um, – oh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing win, cover, and over, under – um, I want to track the first half though. So both the both the Saints and the 49ers covered the first half last week. So first half, yes. Because I want to see if that correlates to anything. So that means this week. Let me see. We have Buffalo. Steelers, Dallas, Chargers, Vikings. And who's the last team to go into a bye this week? Let me see. Uh, week seven, bye week. Let me see here. Um, Jacksonville, that's right, Jacksonville. Okay, so I want to see how these teams react in that first half uh, play for them. I want to see if they cover the first half number. So let me see what that is really quickly, and then I'll mark that down, and then we'll go over that next week to see how they did. So let me see. I got 
Okay, so minus, so plus two and a half for the Jaguars. So do plus two and a half for that first half. And then for the Chargers. Um, man, I see a plus two and a half there as well. So we'll go Chargers plus two and a half. Okay, what about Dallas? Dallas is probably minus two and a half. Yeah, they're minus two and a half. I see minus one and a half. We'll go minus one and a half. Uh, the Steelers are, wow, minus three. We'll do minus three for the Steelers. And Buffalo is minus three and a half. So, yeah, we'll see how they do against them. We'll see if they cover the first half. And then also um, if they win. And if they cover the normal spread, and as if, and if it's an over or an under, so yeah, we'll we'll, tra we'll keep track of all four of those things this year, guys. Um, that takes us to the end. That takes us to the end of the show. It's an hour, eight minutes long. Went a little late. Um, if you listen this far, guys, man, subscribe to my Twitter, YouTube. You know. Listen to all the podcasts. I'm giving you away free gold here, guys. Free money. So thanks for listening. Tell your friends about it. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. That's all I got. I'll see you on the next show.